when you're so afraid, that's when you're the most courage. When you realize, when you accept you are afraid and you deal with it. So my wife taught me something so important. She said, face your fear. The only way you're going to live your dreams is if you face your fears. And so true. Welcome back or welcome to the Finding Mastery Podcast. I'm Michael Gervais. And these conversations are designed to learn from people who are on the path of mastery, who have dedicated their life to understanding the nuances of their craft and in return, understanding the nuances of what it means to be fully alive and to potentially walk the path of mastery of self. And in these conversations, we want to understand the mental skills that they've used. We want to understand the psychological framework, which is how they make sense of the world and themselves and other people. And the whole design is for us to learn from very switched on people so that we can live a better life ourselves. And that's the gift that they're giving us in this conversation. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Bubs Naturals. Like you, I am mindful about what I put into my body. So for me, it usually comes down to ingredients and simplicity. The shorter the list, the better. And that's why I've been loving Bubs Naturals. Bubs creates products with high quality, all natural ingredients that are designed to help us get after the adventures in life. For years, I've been a huge fan of their hydrate or die electrolyte mix. I mean, that's a fun title for a product, isn't it? It only has six total ingredients. It's packed with electrolytes. I love the taste. No added sugar, no artificial flavors, none of that stuff. It's great for post-workout recovery. That's when I use it. And I also use it during long periods of travel, which I've been doing a lot lately. And so thank you for the hydration here. And a ton of athletes that I know swear by them too. They're currently in just about every MLB locker room. They work closely with the Red Sox, the Yankees, I know the Rangers, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, and, and many more, of course. I'd love for you to go check them out. I think they're doing a really nice job. Just head to bubsnaturals.com slash finding mastery and enter the code finding mastery at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Again, that's bubs naturals, B-U-B-S naturals.com slash finding mastery with a code finding mastery for 20% off your first purchase. Finding mastery is brought to you by hymns. Hymns is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-informed treatments for erectile dysfunction, ED, hair loss, weight loss, and more. Health struggles like ED are common, but they can be hard to talk about when it comes to finding a solution. That's why Hims has been a game changer for so many men. The entire process is 100% online, and if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you, for free and in discreet packaging. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Plus, you can manage your plan directly on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. So if you or a loved one has been struggling with ED, I really want to encourage you to go check out Hims. And I know ED often has a psychological component as well. So be sure that you're stacking some psychological best practices into your daily routine as well. Start your free online visit today at hims.com slash finding mastery that's hymns h-i-m-s dot com slash finding mastery for your personalized treatment options hymns.com slash finding mastery prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider 
who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash EOF for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Now, this conversation is with MMA fighter and legend Vitor Belfort. Vitor presents himself in an unbelievable way. He is a beautiful soul, and he's in one of the most ancient and rugged and difficult sports that we have today. It is brutal and it is violent, and it's one of the most ancient arts of martial, the, the art of fighting and the art of war, if you will. And it's intimate, and it's it just really challenges people that watch it and people that are in it and people that are supporting it. Like it really challenges a deep part of the human experience to watch it and be part of it. And I wanted to understand from Vitor how he has so much love and so much compassion and so much passion for people. And at the same time, he has the ability to be very destructive, very violent, and how he's contained the two of those and how he's formulated ways to think well in both of those environments and to be able to feel well in both of those environments. He's a beautiful man. I love having conversations with him. And and as a little quick little gem for you is that um, if you're listening to these podcasts in a timely way and you're up to speed, which I know not everyone is, that's cool. But Vitor is singing his swan song on UFC Fight Night 124 on January 14th. So you might get to see somebody uh, for their last event, their last approach to mastery on a world stage. And I hope you love the man that Vitor is working to become and who he is as much as I do. And with that, let's jump right into this conversation with Vitor Belfort. Vitor, how are you? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. So I want to do two things. I want to set up your track record, your legacy that you've built in mixed martial arts is world-class. And some people that might not be exposed to mixed martial arts in the UFC, I'd like to set up your path and your journey. And then I'd like to get into like how you see the world and how you understand fighting, but also understand how you have used your mind and your training of your craft as well to be able to have great command of yourself. And then let's jump into the mental skills that you've used to, to build um, inner right. strength. Okay. And then we'll talk about your, your future, like where you want to go and what you want to do and all that good stuff. But if you could just take for take us through kind of the quick segments of your life or even the chapter headings of your life. And I know that early on, like you began training MMA in Rio at age 12. And, you know, I'd be curious, like if you could just walk us through the, 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 the chapter headings of your life to give a perspective. Yeah, I was raised in a very tough neighborhood called Le Blanc with a mix of, of, of type of classes. So we had like a very poor, middle class and, and we have the up class up kill up kill skill class so we all live in the same environment and i remember it was was tough to fit in you know we when you're a child so i remember my dad and my mom put me in sports i was i was very good in soccer swimming i did a lot of sport i was a kid trying to fit in and i have to learn how to protect myself now they have this word called bully. Back in the days, we didn't have this word. So so I think everybody has to deal with this stuff, you know, from my area. So it was, was pretty tough. So that's how I get in contact with fighting, you know, how to protect myself. 
if you're secure, uh, you know, on, on the place that he didn't have any control of the streets. So, and, and, and I always had that passion and I was always a visionary. I can see, talking to you, I can kind of see sometimes 40 years from now and people could not believe what I, what I was seeing when I was young. You know, with 14 years old, I knew what I would become in life. I want to become world champion. And when UFC came, I remember I told my coach, Carson Grace, I said, this is, I'm going to be one of them. And, and I was very young. People used to make fun of me and call me lunatic. But guess what? I believe people that make a different role, they all they all are lunatic in, in, instead of in a point of life. You know, you got to have a, you got to be a dreamer to fulfill a dream. Mm. Is there um, is there a story that comes to mind when you think about what it was like growing up in your neighborhood in Rio? And I'm thinking about like the bullying aspect and I'm trying to get a picture of what it was like. And but I can only use a reference from my childhood and my neighborhood. And, but so I'd love to hear what yours was like. Yeah. Uh, I was a kid, you know, I, I play a lot of sports. I was very successful. I wasn't the cutest. I wasn't the smartest, but I had something inside of me that uh, I will say that today is passion, but passion can only be profitable if you can put it in, in, into, into the expect of, of the daily work, you know, uh, hard work. So, and I used to believe that I could be something in life. And study was something that I never, that my teachers never made interest in study. So that's something that I, 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 I miss having a great teachers. They can kind of capture, you know, I, I, I was diagnosed when I was young that they had a, my mind was very speed. I, I was very active kid. They say that I have this kind of disease. They used to take me put me in, in psychology since I was four years old. I used to go to a, 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 a psychology and, and my parents was divorced. So <clears throat> I used to see things horrible that, you know, my dad and my mom fighting. And I had a sister, you know, she's, she's not here with me anymore. She's been, since 2004, she's been kidnapped in Brazil and we don't know where she is right now. I'm still dealing with that. But... <clears throat> I remember she had, she had a, she used to be bipolar and back in the days was, was crazy because, you know, I never thought that anything can happen with my family. And I start, when you start living in the, in, in the environment of you trying to be someone in life and, and everyone doubt because you don't have the great degrees, you, you don't have the social, you know, things that can impress anyone and, and and that's kind of the only the only way out I saw that when I was 15 16 I said the only way out I need to get out of here I'm not going to be anything if I stay in this country you know everybody they don't believe I can do it the way I see it even my country cannot see it this sport as a sport yet so I say I have to get out of here and I have to go to a place that dreams are, are capable you know you know, people can, can make what they think they can be. So not just parent, parents, friends, they thought I was a loser. You know, I was going to be just a loser. And, and I knew it that if I had a chance, you know, I always, today I understand that 
the only thing I, I need is not money, it's not success. I just need opportunity and access to, to, to be successful. You know, so I had the opportunity and the access to come to America very early, you know, 16 years old. And I remember just arriving in this country was not easy. And everything was, was at risk, you know, but I was happy, man. I used to live with no money, nothing. And I remember that Carson Gracie is one of the, the greatest, the greatest mentor in, in MMA sport. He's like a father to me. So I remember one day he said, I'm, I'm, I cannot survive this anymore. You know, it was a lot of pressure. Everybody doubt that he will be, he's spending his time with me and then I, we're not going to become this. I'm not going to become, so I remember one day going to the gym in LA and I saw this woman, she's, she's trying to, hey, you're an actor? No, I said, no, I'm a fighter. And she said, oh, because I know John Peters is one of the, you know, movie producer of Hollywood. And he loves the fighting sport. So he said, no, because he likes fighting, you know, and so let me schedule a meeting with him. So next day I said, Carson, don't go to Brazil. Give me a chance. Let's go to this meeting and meet this producer. He's very wealthy and he can, he can get us what we, he can give us an opportunity. And Carson come with me to his house in Beverly Hills. I remember in Alpine Drive. Uh, so we went there and he received us very nicely. And, and then he becomes, he started becoming my promoter back in the days. And, and then for some reason, after a couple of years, a couple of years, one year and we split and I got my first contract with 18 years old. I got my first contract with Mark Mustroff, the owner of 24 hour fitness. So he just sold that company a couple of years ago, but I remember he wants to pay me very little money and I was 18 years old and I said, okay, let's do this. You give me $10,000 if I win this fight. If I don't win, you don't give me nothing. And we went to Hawaii. It was in Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl. Uh, the name of the event, you know, and, and uh, the UFC, the, all the promoters, the, the, they're all there. So I went to the main event fighting this guy called John Haas. And the whole Lakers team was there. Shaquille O'Neal was just signing. He was there at the crowd. Uh, Kobe Bryant, he just signed as well. He was there. So the Lakers was playing the next day. So they inviting the whole Lakers to participate. And then I, that was my first victory that led me to sign a contract with UFC. And with 19 years old, I became world champion. That's how it started, you know, a, a dreamer. You know, a lot of details between that. But I remember that everybody doubted. But I, I always knew that was an adventure for me. I was just living my dream. And here we are. Mm, okay. So let me – God, I've got so many questions for you because you – the way that I've come to know you, Vitor, is that you are so compassionate. You have so much passion. You have incredible fortitude to be able to like – to have an, a dream and idea, be vulnerable enough to speak on it and then put action behind your words and then to go for it. And so it's incredible what you've done. And I've got lots of questions for you. Okay. So <laughs> um, I want to, <laughs> I want to gather them in this way is that how did you, how did you, where did it come from for you to be able to believe that you had something special inside of you? 
when your entire community, family, neighborhood, um, country, as you describe it, didn't believe that you could do something. They were calling you a loser and that you'd never make it. Like, how, how, where did that come from for you? Wow. That's, that, 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 I know the answer. So it's so simple. When I was a kid, you know, my mom and my dad used to fight a lot. But one thing they always, they always give me, they give me a, they give me a great education as best as they could. And they always feed my dream, especially my mom. She fed my dream and she said, great. I remember when we were 12 years old, I used to have barely in my apartment was so small. And my dad and my mom let me put my punching bag inside my room. That was the only thing I had. It was a punching bag inside my room. I used to watch all the boxing fights. And I knew that I want to become an MMA fighter. And MMA will be bigger than boxing. Everybody called me the lunatic and everything. But, you know, but I knew inside me that, that fighting was, that's the only way what got me out there. But I, I wasn't a very... I was an angry kid, but I was not angry with anybody else. But 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 my dad and my mom was not being there, and they don't have I don't didn't have peace inside my my house. So I saw horrible things, but the things I always loved them. They always showed them the best love they could get, give me, and they feed my dream. You know, great. That's and I remember the more people doubt me, the more. The more rise, the more raise something inside of me that say, okay, that's 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 a that's the biggest motive. I'm gonna be successful. Costs, I don't care how much it costs. I'm gonna do it. And I and I always knew it that I'm gonna give my. I'm, I'm gonna. Have, I always knew when I was a boy. I, I will marry a beautiful woman. I, I'll build up a family. I will be faithful to my wife. I will, I will, you know, raise my children. I will do my best. And here I am, three childrens, beautiful wife, great career. And, but going back, you ask me the question, where, you know, that, that's a question that I think we all need to, need to know the answer, where, where I found, I remember I made a contract with God. I remember like, you know, not, I'm not talking about religion. I'm just talking about relationship because I think religion is just a counterfeit of relationship. That's people call, create a myth. They can create a ritual. They can say, okay, if I do this. I can have that. that. That's how we we are we are we are wired in our mind. You know, if I do this, and if I do this ritual, I can be successful. You know, God gonna love me, and I, and I believe nothing you can do it today. The way I see God is nothing you can do better. God, you're gonna make love you. God love you more, and nothing you can do less. You're gonna make God loves you less. But what what it does, you know. You as a father, if you have a great kid, you know, you're going to love them if they do good or bad. You're always going to love your kid. You, you, you can be more proud of him if he, he does good things. But if he becomes something bad, you're still going to love him. But I believe that, that, that this kind of love is like I, people used to say, you have to do this, you have to do that. And I say, no, God, I was very sincere. God said, God. If, if you give me chance to become world champion and to just to be able to fulfill my dream, I will serve you forever. I will be with you forever. You know, and I remember I made that contract in a, in a paper. It was in a press conference where I was with 19 years old. I don't have that paper, but I, be, I remember. And I, now I understand that, that, that God didn't give me because he saw my heart and he saw my, my ethic, my work. You know, I put a lot of work, I put a lot of effort. 
So the way I see it is I have a faith that whatever you believe, if you believe you can, you believe you can. If you believe you, you know, God loves you or God hates you, whatever you believe that can become true. But in a sense of today, I understand that sometimes I want something so bad and I try so hard and things doesn't go my way. I don't, I don't doubt, I don't doubt, oh, it's God's fault. No, that's life. You know, you have to accept life. You have to accept failure as a success. Yes. And that's where one of the hardest things for humans to, to accept is failure because people see failure as a disaster. So I'm, I'm still learning how to see failure as a, as a win and, and, and where and how. And that's been the challenge of my life still. I'm learning is to accept things doesn't go my way. Okay, what, where I need to go? So I knew where, like that's the question, where and how, and I knew why. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I'm still searching for these questions every time, you know, where, how, and why. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even what, what you do, you know, what are you doing? Finding Mastery is brought to you by Apollo Neuro. I am really excited about what Apollo Neuro is building. If you haven't had the chance yet, I highly recommend that you go check out the conversation I had with our co-founder, Dr. David Rabin. On the podcast, it is well worth a listen. Unlike traditional wearables that simply track your biometrics, Apollo's doing it totally differently. Apollo Neuro is designed to actively improve your health by enhancing sleep, relaxation, energy, and focus. So how's it work? Developed by neuroscientists and physicians, Apollo delivers these soothing little vibrations. They call them Apollo vibes that are like music your body can feel. More rapid vibrations help to improve your energy and focus, while the slower vibrations help to promote rest and digest in your body. And the best part for me, they're grounded in good science. Apollo has been tested by thousands of users in clinical and real-world trials. I would love for you to give it a go. It's making a meaningful difference in my life. And because you're listening to this podcast, you can receive an exclusive 15% off an Apollo wearable. Just head to apolloneuro.com slash findingmastery and use the code findingmastery at checkout. This is an exclusive offer. It's only for us here at Finding Mastery. So be sure to use the code at checkout. Again, that's Apollo, A-P-O-L-L-O, Apollo, Neuro, N-E-U-R-O, apolloneuro.com slash findingmastery or use the code findingmastery at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Cured. If there's one big rock to get into the container when it comes to dialing in your wellness, one thing that stands out among the rest is sleep. Whether it be improved physical health, mental health, performance, creativity, quality sleep is the gift that keeps on giving. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with the science that supports that. And if you're struggling with sleep or you just want to dial it in a bit further, Cured's Zen formula just might be a great solution for you. Zen is a nootropic that is formulated by Cure's very own in-house clinical herbalist, and it contains a blend of reishi mushroom, ashwagandha, chamomile, passionflower, and broad-spectrum CBD. That is a powerhouse combination. Zen could be a great little addition to your bedtime routine. 
they recommend taking it about 45 minutes before hopping into bed to let the reishi and ashwagandha and chamomile and the CBD do their thing. So right now, because you're listening to this podcast, Cured is hooking you up with a great offer. You can try Zen for 20% off when you visit curednutrition.com slash findingmastery and you use the code findingmastery at checkout. That's Cured, C-U-R-E-D, Cured, nutrition.com slash findingmastery and enter the code findingmastery at checkout to save 20%. Okay, so, you know, I don't know if other people have this response to you, but um it's like this mix of deep respect for your craft and how dangerous you are in the cage. And then the other side is um, how dangerous because of how skilled you are, because of how hard you've worked. And then there's the other side, which is that little kid like, oh my God, I just want to, <laughs> like, there's a deep well of emotion just feeling what it must have felt like for you um, to how you're growing up in your family. And at the same time, it's like, good on you, kid. Like, wow. And so I'm trying to sort out, like, how, how does a, a, a person who's got the odds stacked against him have such radical clarity of vision and then the inner skills to be able to d- navigate all the challenges that come with that, which is not knowing where rent is coming from, not knowing where food is coming from, uh, not knowing if people are going to be uh, true to your path or going to call you a lunatic. And so maybe we could take a step back and say, what is it? what was it like when you were a kid in your head? And then what was it like when you had your first chance inside of your body? And then what was it like when you lost on the world stage for the first time? Can you walk through those three different psychologies, if you will? So the question is going back. You know, I remember, okay, let's go back for my first, my first competition. I remember in the dressing room, you know, it was, uh, it's clearly, as I can remember, clearly, I was in the dressing room, I had a, a white, you know, I was going to fight. And I remember having a friend of mine, he was so scared, you know, he was so scared that I was there. He was a tough fighter, but he was scared. You know, everybody's scared, I believe. You know, we are, we are there, we are, we are a survivor, you know, I'm putting myself in the line. Everybody said, he's the next kid. He's the greatest fighter of all time, the greatest coach. Carson Grace is saying that I was going to be the, the best fighter in the world. And I'm fighting these guys, 360 pounds. I was 180 pounds. There were no rules. And I had all my gloves. I was so prepared, so sporty. And then the referee comes inside the locker room and said, okay, Victor, we have a problem. The guy who's fighting, John Haas, he wants no rules at all. He, he has no rules. He wants eye gouging. He wants punching in the nuts. He wants explicitly everything. Fish, fish hook. If you don't know fish hook, when you stick your, your, your fingers in the nose and you can rip the guy's nose, it was just, he was just savage. He would just, he, the, his last fight in UFC, he blinded a guy because he, he stick his fingers on the guy's eye. He was very savage. And everybody knew that. And, and I was fighting that guy. And I said, oh, my God. And I remember my mom was there. Carson Grace said to my mom, get out of here. 
she took my mom out of the south, the, 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 the dressing room, and, and then he was hearing it. The translator was translated to Carson, you know, how is what the guy won. And if and the whole crowd was there, you know, the whole she, the whole Laker team were there. You know, I remember even I think Magic Johnson was still there. There was I was just eighteen, twenty two years ago. So it was the whole thing. It was a lot of people, and he said he's gonna walk away. You know, we didn't have any contract, and then there was a lot of pressure inside of me. And I just remember I was pulling my my hands, my both hands in my nuts, and say, Carson, I want to have a baby. I want to become a dad. I wasn't I wasn't very preoccupied with eye gouging and all this stuff. You know, I said I, I was very secure in my skills, but I was concerned about punching in my nuts. You know, I say, my God, that guy's gonna take rip out my nut my nuts. Come on. And then I remember Carson say, Shut up, Victor. Say, tell the guy he can have a knife, he can have you can give him anything he wants. Just the fight is on. Go ahead. And I remember he was so confident in me. And his confidence was even higher than mine. But I was just a kid, 18 years old. And I remember the eyes of the, my friends there, there in the dressing room. Everybody was so scared. And they tried to pump me up. Peter, you got that. You got that. You know, come on, man. It's your moment. You, you're born for that. You know, but I can see in their eyes, they're scared. You know, you can see, you can sense it. I think fear is something that you have two ways to respond to fear. I have three ways to respond to fear. They say the fire flight, but I say you can freeze as well. You can you can fight, you can you can you can you know you can fight, you can fire flight, and, and also you can freeze. So three ways to respond to fear. And I saw in their eyes they they are like afraid, man. They are afraid, 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 and trying to encourage me. But you know, I just took off and went to the fight, you know, and, and all of a sudden Shaquille O'Neal stepped in my dressing room, high fived me, and said, I bet a lot of money on you. You know, I bet uh, a watch, you know, and, and, and I didn't understand. And the person said, yeah, he bet a watch, like a $100,000 watch. And I said, oh, my God. So it was a lot of pressure to me, a lot of pressure. So, and I have to respond in that pressure so early. I didn't have anybody to train. I didn't have any psychologist to train me. I didn't have any anybody to train me. But but life, I had an opportunity in front of me, so I had to take it in. The whole UFC team was there to, to see if they would assign me to, if I fight well, I'll get signed to UFC, to the next step of my life, to fulfill my dream. So I had only one chance. I went there, I defeated the guy. The next step, I went to the UFC, I signed my contract. And the next time, with 19 years old, I become the youngest champion of the UFC. And it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Okay, so how did you deal with the pressure? And then I want to know, like, specifically, okay, so you're scanning the world and seeing your mentor is like, I don't care if he's got a knife or whatever. Vitor is highly skilled. And so then you said, whoa, look at my guy. Okay. So that probably settled you down a little bit. Um, and then, but you looked at your your peers, your your other mates, and they were like, their eyes were as big as you can imagine, but their their words were saying something different. So you knew that they were messed up, that like internally not convicted in what they were saying but what did you do and then you got Shaquille O'Neal saying I'm betting a lot of money on you who I'm sure you know exactly who he was right at that time and but maybe yeah. didn't know what kind of money his watch had but like how, how did what did you say to yourself what did you do oh I say oh I wish I could be a, a ball player like Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> I wish I, <laughs> I say, what the heck I chose for my life man 
I said, could not have chose tennis or foot soccer. Could not hear my dad. You know, so many things came to my mind, man. You know what? You don't have time to entertain that. You know, I believe like, you know, like I can see you study the mind, but I, I was, a, I was a teacher and the student of my own mind. I, you know, you cannot just share, you know, if you're a fighter. Remember, you cannot share. I'm, I'm afraid. And I want to, I want, I want to look to someone and say, I'm afraid. I remember like, I always want someone to say, man, you know, help me out because I'm afraid, you know, like hey, we as a man, I think even today, man, you know, I, I can see a lot of fighters, a lot of people say, ah, man, I got that, you know, they walk so secure, you know, they become a trash talker, but I'm talking like, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the founder of this sport. I was one of the founders, you know, the people, I'm still around it. It's crazy. So I was. I want to share my. I want to open my heart. I'm very sensitive. I say I want to. I want to share my fear, and I didn't have anyone to share. I had to keep to myself. That was one of the hardest things in my life. You know, I wanted. I didn't have. But you know, I had my coach. You know, he sent me a lot of security. He had a lot of faith on me. That's helped me a lot to have someone to believe. But but the reality is like I was a kid. I was afraid, you know, I'm going to die. I'm going to be blind. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be able to survive. I'm going to fulfill my dream. I'm going to go back to Brazil as a failure. A lot of things come to my mind, but I don't, I didn't have too much time to entertain that thing. So I started warming up. And when you start warming up, start feeling the awareness of the moment. I didn't know anything about mindfulness, breathing technique. Come on, man. I only know one thing. Someone in another dressing room wants to rip my eyes off. He wants to make me blind. He wants to punch my balls. And he just want to – it's like a street – it's really the, – the rules of the fight was just like the, the, the movie of Jean-Claude Van Damme was no rule. I thought – I even thought myself he's going to pull like something inside of his glove. But the guy didn't have any glove. The guy had bare hands, bare knuckles. You know, the guy was savage. He just, I say the only thing that referee said, the only thing he agreed, no biting. I say, oh, thank God I'm not, I'm not fighting someone that's going to try to bite my ears off. So there I was, you know, I didn't have time. I just went there out there. I said, man, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep my, this. I'm, I was a good boxer. I was, I was a good boxer. So I boxed the guy, I put him down. I used the ropes. I trip him. I start punching him. I put him out, cold, out cold. And the first thing I knew, the first person I saw was Shaquille O'Neal standing up. He high-fived me from the floor. He was so tall that even I was in the ring, he was always my side. He high-fived. He was so excited. He won the bet. You know, he, he, made, he made his money. But I think that was the first experience of Shaquille O'Neal in MMA world. So, and I, I believe he, he remembered that. It was amazing. It was amazing feeling. And, and I say, man, I'm capable. I did it. And, and that's how it started. And, and it was crazy to go back right now with you and, and kind of see that moment. I say, my God, how I did it, how I was so courageous. But I believe that when you're so afraid, that's when you're the most courage. Mm -hmm. When you realize, when you accept you are afraid and you deal with it. So my wife taught me something so important. She said, face your fear. The only way you're going to live your dreams is if you face your fears. It's so true. Ah, oh, jeez. Okay, so you said, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to take off my watch right now. And this was given to me by Felix Baumgartner. And he's the gentleman who jumped out of uh, the edge of space, basically, on the Red Bull Stratus uh, project. 
And on the back, he wrote a note and it's engraved in there. And it says, uh, learn to love what you've been taught to fear. And so learn, learn to, to love. love what you've been taught to fear. Okay. So, so that's, that's part of his philosophy. And for you, like, but the, another larger man than you that wants to have no rules in harm, that's, that's inbred for the, the normal person to say that's really dangerous. So there's an automatic ancient brain process that takes over and, um, for fight, flight, freeze, or submission. And what you did, like submission meaning, okay, just roll over. Let me show you my soft underbelly. Don't hurt me which is yeah. obviously very, very dangerous for you to do. So you used your mind to override your ancient brain. And did you walk down the concrete floor and up the five steps into the cage? Did you walk um, with confidence? Did you walk with, with uh, fear? Did you walk with um, something else? Like what was that walk like for you? Because I think I'm relating right now to all the times in my life when I've uh, I've been challenged to approach something that I'm not sure if I have the abilities and skills to manage it, but I really want it. And I really want to experience it and I've trained for it, but I'm not sure. And this is for a lot of people, this is public speaking. This is asking someone out on a date. This is uh, putting your hand up in a, in a boardroom. This is a, a venture capital pitch. This is, you know, saying something intimate that you've always wanted to share with somebody like those moments. And I'm, I'm so excited for this part of the conversation, Vitor, because if we can just unpack this, your walk uh, from this from the back ready room onto the cage, uh, I think there's a lot for me to learn here, and for a lot of people to learn. So, if you have a if you if you listen to this right now, I know you listen. Go to YouTube and you type first fight of Vitor Belfort. You can kind of see the the highlights. I remember walking. I, I remember the song. You know. What was that song? Rock to the Bones. You know that music? Mm -hmm. So I remember that the song started playing, and, and, I, and I just, I remember, you know, like you have to, you have to put, almost like you have to, I, I'm like, I understand now superhero very much, and I can relate it to them because, you know, Superman is very courageous, but Clark Kent is very afraid. You know, uh, Spider-Man is very courageous, but the, the, the kid is very afraid. He's a regular. So the super, every superhero has, a, has, a, has a, a weak side. And then when he become, when he goes and change and put the vest, they become powerful. So that, that's who we are. You know, we all, we all, when you see a man, you know, oh man, that guy's so courageous. Every man fears something. And, and, and that's that's respectful. I, and I love that quote, learn to love what you've been taught to fear. So learn to love. So then you have, and that's the great command, you know, love. Love is the biggest command that, you know, God taught us love. So how you can love someone that did something wrong with you? How I can love someone who kidnapped and murdered my, my sister? How I can love people that go, come into our country and, and then they do something horrible? How we can love? So love has many ways and has many vests. So you have to understand that even though I was very afraid inside that, that dressing room, I was, I was dealing with my fear and I was very sincere with myself because you cannot lie to yourself. You can, you can lie to everybody else. You can put a fake, fake face and pretend that you are so happy, fake smile. 
but you know you're not happy. So I knew that I was afraid. But back the days, I, I, when that music rolled, something steered me. Something said, "Okay, now is now you're not you're not you're not a lamb anymore. Now you're a lion. Now you have to get, go out there and just." I was I was said, "Man, I have to survive. You know, I'm not gonna let that guy blind me or eye gouge me or whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of business." And I didn't have any help. Any I didn't read any book. I didn't have anything. I just had a dream. And I was exposed to that moment, and I have to be, I have to learn, like, I have to learn, especially by no one, by experience. Now I have to become Superman. Gosh, okay. So when the mission is larger than the challenge, then we move forward. When the challenge or the doubt or the pain is larger than the mission or larger than the purpose, then we give in to the pain. And so your mission was, if I have it right, your mission was um, to, she's, I, maybe I don't have it right. Because I, I don't think your mission was to be famous. I don't think your mission was to make money. I think your mission was about to um, survive. To, to survive. Okay. So was it survival as a man or survival in the cage? But I think survive was, was back in the, the, the moment of survive. And I, I cannot let the guy hurt me because mm-hmm. he, his intention was very explicit. He's going to walk if he doesn't have no rules at all. So, so I knew he, his intention was to hurt me. So his intention was very bad. It was not a sport. He, his intention was, was a survive. I was in survive mode. Okay. Okay. So either I fight or I flight. I had only two options: either I say yes or I say no. So I say yes. I have to go and face my, face that bear, you know, with bare hands. Okay. So then, when you were okay, so if some people that are listening, and I want to just caution against this, it's not the music that changed you; it was the music that was the trigger. So it's not like this little hack tactic; it's the music that was a trigger for you to be able to put on or experience a more ideal mindset and that more ideal mindset to your words you can't fake it it's got to be born from something or spring from something that has been watered and is true and authentic and for you what was that mindset was was not just the music itself the right. music was what we were hearing but what about the crowd the whole crowd all these hawaiians was in hawaii was everybody was screaming every the whole thing and i when i looked to the left I looked to the ring, was that monster, that guy, six, seven foot something, you know, he was so tall. I saw that monster, I said, I got that, man, you know, that's my moment, that's, you know, I was just talking to myself, words of encouragement, Mm -hmm. and then I had, in my back, my whole team walk with me and say, Victor, you know, every, I just could feel the present of greatness, you know, I I almost like, and and I put myself inside, because I always read about the Roman Empire, the Colosseum, you know, I saw movies of these guys coming in. I kind of knew it in my mind how it was. It, it, and I was just feeling like the that movie, you know, I, I was inside the Colosseum, do or die, die or survive. Was I'm fighting to survival. I was in survival mode. I, I, I was, that no pay-per-view, I was not getting a lot of money. My contract's 10,000 to win, nothing to lose. I was crazy, man. A crazy kid with a crazy dream. Nobody, you know, even pay-per-view ban. You can you can buy pay-per-view of porn, but you could not buy pay-per-view of MMA back in the days. Nobody believed that. You know, something that I believe. So I just I just 
I just could see it and, and, and kind of feel the moment. And I said, I got that, man. I know it's, you're trying to hurt me. I'm trying to love you. I'm trying to love a sport. I'm trying to spread a word. I'm trying to become an athlete. I want to learn. I want to read good books. So I'm just starting my life. You know, you have to have a platform. You have to earn. So I didn't have anybody. I didn't have any teacher, any, any team behind me, any money, nothing. I just was just me and my dream and people that believe in my dream. And, and I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be embarrassed here. You know, it's, it's my time. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do my best. And I, and I just, I just speak in victory. Nothing, nothing was passing through my mind. Like I'm gonna get blind. I'm gonna get hurt. That, 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 that fear was in the dressing room. As soon as I walk in, I said, man, you know, let's do it. You know, I was just thinking in the moment, let's get done with this and let me get out of here. Finding Mastery is brought to you by AG1. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know what a big supporter I am of AG1. And it's almost been for a decade now. So I love what they're doing. I, it's something I drink just about every day. And part of their marketing slogan is that it's a nutritional insurance program. And like, I just, I love that. That's the way it feels for me. And that's because each serving of AG1 delivers a dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and so much more. It is a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I like to take it first thing in the morning, which is also recommended for optimal nutrient absorption. And so what I do is I just fill up my shaker, add some cold water, a scoop of AG1, and a little squeeze of lemon. I shake it up, and I'm ready to go. Or if I'm in a rush or you know, I'm, I'm ripping and running on the road, I just grab an AG1 travel pack to take with me. I feel great after drinking it, not only because of the nutritional insurance idea, but there's just a, there's a sustenance that happens when I drink it. And I love recommending it to friends and family because I know AG1 is formulated with science-informed rigor and the highest quality in mind. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I've loved partnering with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, I want to encourage you to give AG1 a try and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and also get five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash findingmastery. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash findingmastery. Finding Mastery is brought to you by AquaTrue. We all know how important hydration is to performance and recovery and well-being, but it's not just about how much you drink. The quality of your water plays a big role. And if you're like me and you don't fully trust tap water, and I think for good reason, research by the Environmental Working Group has shown that three out of four homes in the U.S. have harmful contaminants in tap water. That's why I'm really excited to introduce AquaTrue. Their purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. It's incredible. I can literally taste the difference in my water. Plus, the filters are affordable and long-lasting. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That adds up to less than three cents per bottle. It feels great to know that all at once, I'm saving money, getting the highest quality water for the Finding Mastery team, and helping make a positive impact on the environment by eliminating single-use plastics all the way around. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it even makes a great gift. And right now, because you're a Finding Mastery listener, 
you receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. So just go to AquaTrue.com. You spell it A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code FINDINGMASTERY at checkout. Again, that's AquaTrue.com. Enter the Finding Mastery code at checkout to receive 20% off any purifier that you buy there. All the books that we read or the movies that we watch or the conversations that we have or the way that we speak to ourselves or the highlight reels we play in our own minds, all of that is part of the preparation for tests, being tested in some way. And it's all, all of that is preparation for the moment when we're on the ledge of our capabilities, when we're not sure if we have what it takes. And all of those movies showed up and all of those conversations you had with yourself showed up in that moment. And then the music was this nice little trigger and the crowd was a trigger. But it was ultimately, it sounds like what you said to yourself as you switched mindset from fear to fight, you know, yes. uh, to survive. Yeah, brilliant. Now, I, I'd love to, have you found flow state? like the zone athletes call it the zone, but the technical science term is flow state. Have you, have you found that place in, in the cage? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many times, many times. Okay. A lot of fights. What percentage of the time do you find that, that experience where time seems to be distorted, where there's the ultimate kind of merging of action and awareness, and there's a complete syncopation in the present moment. At what percentage of time do you find it in the cage? I think I, I can see now as you're talking about I can I can see some fights comes in my mind. It's just everything gets slow slow everything becomes slow motion, if I would say. Everything becomes a slow motion. Mm-hmm. So the the reaction, the, the, you know, ducking a punch, you know, looking for my finish. But all of a sudden, right out right after you see a, in the slow time, you see everything become fast forward. Everything goes so fast. <laughs> So it becomes so flash, and then you say, "Oh, that's it, done." And then you hear the crowd, and you hear everybody celebrating. And and how? And it's funny because when you're talking about victory and all, and how about defeat? You know, when you when you lose for yourself, and everything becomes slow motion, and and then you can become very depressed. But how you learn from these moments? You know, and that's been the story of my life. It's, it's the worst. The worst defeat is the one that you lose for yourself. Is the one that you you help the other the other guy when you help the other person to succeed, and and you say, oh my God, I was I was my enemy. I was you know he was inside of me you know and, and for some reason that's a chatter in your mind. That's a chatter. Whatever it is. So I, I think people can relate it to that in many ways, you know, a very successful man, very rich, very wealthy, you know, but their kids, he never had time for his kids. So it's how people measure success and how people measure, you know, victories. So I, I have learned my whole life that you have to learn how to understand that moment of, of, of being the present moment, but also have to understand how you can avoid Anything that goes wrong with you, avoid to analyze, you know, go back to your data, analyze and say, okay, what I can learn from this? Because most of the times I don't see when you win, when you have victorious, people don't don't analyze data a lot. You know, they just celebrate it. They go to the after party and whatever. So my life is being a roller coaster. And, and now I'm more in a sense of, okay, going back to my career, these moments are aha, 
moments of aha, of inspiration, things that you do say, man, I never thought I could do that. And I did it. And people ask you how you did it. And, and I don't have the answer, man, how you did it, because it's an inspiration. It's living in the moment and being in the moment. Being in the moment, you cannot go back because it's already gone. But also, what about things you say, man, I, I, I wish I knew it, that technique, how to train myself today, to go back on that moment and say, train my trigger, train my mind, not focus on that moment. And the more you know, sometimes the more you, you know that you don't know. So being aware of learning how to have mindfulness and being in the, in the, in the moment, that's something that is so hard today. Do you I'm still a, learning. Yeah, yeah, me too, for sure. And it, it's, you know, essentially I think why um, I'm in this field that I'm in is because there's so much inside the human experience and it feels like we just, me at least, um, there's this, uh, choking off of, of brilliance of, of uh, something amazing that for so many people I know that, and myself included, that it's like, what are we doing to condition our minds so that we can become the best version of ourselves? And this is, that's why I, I love what you stand for. I love how you see the world. And I want to know if there's a word or a phrase that guides you. Like, is there a philosophy um, a personal philosophy that guides you in your life? Uh, the, I think it's, it's belief, you know. I think our, the word is belief, you know. And belief, you have two ways to believe in something. You have, you know, like you come to a person who is spiritual. I'm, I'm not talking about religion, you know. Like I'm not talking about the faith that people have. And, you know, I respect all, all, all people. But, but that belief, they call the belief that, whatever you choose in your mind. So you have to train your belief system and the belief system, I believe we can, we have this mind that our mind that we have so many things, trauma have to do with your, you know, your culture, you raised in the country, you, you know, you, you thought to, to believe that this is true. Some people believe in, I remember when I was a kid, everybody believed in Santa Claus. I say, man, it's so bullshit. And, and oh, but please don't, don't tell the other kids, you know, because they believe it. Say, come on, man. They need to. Why are you lying? It's funny how we raise. We raise in believing in fairy tales, and and we have to believe that. And and that's when you discover that they don't exist. It's so frustrating, man. I, I believe when the first time I I thought I knew that Santa Claus wasn't for real, I was depressed. So we create. We are the only ones to create days for everything beliefs for everything so we as a humans since our our the people from long time ago you know they used to run from these pieces and go to caves so we are taught to fear fear is so something that that you know fear of cockroach you know i remember my father he was so tough guy and he when he see a cockroach he used to call my sister and i say you are with dad and he is so courageous, he can face any giant. But when he saw a cockroach, he ran because what? Because he was wired since he was a kid. He saw his mom panic with cockroach. And so how we trigger, we are wired. I say we are we are wired for failure, but we are we are planned. God made us for success. And and that's something that we need to understand that we can be as best as you want to be. So right now, someone that listening to us maybe suffering for 
you know, their parents, their parents, look, you're going to be nothing in life. You're going to be a loser. How many parents they say that to their kids? It's so many. So how they can become so good? They need to hear a podcast from Michael Gervais. They, they need to see stories of <laughs> men that they can change the world. Because guess what? We, we believe in such so much lies, and especially today when you turn CNN, Fox, if you, if you roll your device, you know, if you have a device in your hand, you have been control for your device. I always ask people that question, Michael, like this, what the first thing you do when you wake up? And I said, please tell me the truth. What the first thing you do when you wake up? First thing to say, oh, I turn my alarm. I say, what's your alarm? It's my phone. And what's the next thing you do when you turn your alarm off? I go by Instagram. I go to my Facebook. So we are entertaining by what people pictures, what people frame. It's such a lie. It's such a, we believe in such a lie. The world is teaching us today. We, we are being wired for this robotic. We've become robotic. You know, everything has to be, you don't have that. You, you don't fit in. So going back to what we are talking, crafting your mind, you know, your, your mindset, you have to be, you have to be crazy belief. You have to become so addicted to reading and to learning and to read inspiration and understand that People that being failure, Picasso never knew his painting would court a fortune. You know, people didn't know they're going to become so famous. And today their grand, 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 grand kids are, are, are harvesting something that they even need to work hard for that. So, so but going back to this, the word is belief. And you have to understand that that word is so deep. It, it's, it's bigger than anything you can understand because you have to create your own system of belief. That you you are capable to do things that people don't believe you can. If you could go back to an earlier time, a childhood time or adolescent time for you, or young adult time, and drop in a belief with the wisdom that you have now, could you and you could go back in time and drop in a belief? Um, what belief would you want your earlier self to know? I, I want to believe that uh, the way I see is like. I want to believe that I couldn't make it again, even though when I needed the most, you know, uh, I did it, but when I need the less, you know, sometimes we have beliefs, you know, you don't have a chance, you know, it's either do or die, you know, you can have belief in that moment, but what about when you don't need that belief? When not going to cost your life, when not going to cost something that, so how you can create that belief when everything is good? You're already successful. You're already good. So how you can create a stable belief system that in your mind you're not gonna be, not gonna be by I call it the bipolar belief. We I think a lot of people deal with that bipolar belief. So some sometimes you have big faiths. Your faith is so good, but sometimes you're not. And and people related to this by by doing stuff. I remember one time my friend said, "Hey, you're not doing this. That's why you're not getting that." And, and I don't see that way because that's not the, how the work the world works today. People measure success by how much money you have. Today, if you measure success, if I ask you, Michael, can you measure success for me? What's success for you? Some people have different meanings, you know. So I mean, success for me is how is your private life? When I mean private, only you know what I'm asking you. Are you happy in your private life? 
when you against we you with you are you happy i'm not asking how much money you have you know if you're happy because your your stock went high and and you're making a lot of money you don't need to worry i'm just talking about things that matters for you you know so i i will go back and kind of kind of go back and say listen man your inner belief is most important than your outer belief did you ever write down your belief system or like what, what was the way that you would get more clear or amplify the clarity of your belief system was there a way that you did that yeah so i i mean we are we are i'm gonna divide okay three people okay we have three persons inside of us three persons inside of us you know and another day, my question, I love that question. And my, my daughter, yesterday I was putting her to bed and she said, Dad, can I ask you a question? I said, of course, because I, th I taught them that question is the, more, the most important thing. You ask questions. Don't be shy. Ask questions, whatever doubt. And she asked me, say, Dad, who created God? And, and I said, but not just with that question, Dad. I also asked her, say, who created evil? So, and I said, okay, and I was trying to say, and how God, how God can, if God is one and we are his image, how man, how people can do what they did in, in Las Vegas? And I say, oh my God, it's so much, so deep that question. I took her time. I sit down and say, okay, I need you. I say, okay, I'm going to tell you. And, and, I, and she, she knows my, about my sister. And she said, Priscilla's in heaven now. And how's heaven? So the question leads to another question, to another question, to another question, because, and, and I said, okay, let, let me, let, let, let's stop, let's understand. So we are image of God. We are his likeness. And the reason are we, we have a mind. I say, you have a brilliant mind. Look at your questions. You are eight years old. You ask me all this question. That's brilliant. So I encourage her. I'm not trying to give her an answer. I said, I don't, I don't have all the answers, but what I believe. So my, now we're going back to my belief system and say what I believe. I believe we all have good and evil inside of us because we're not perfect. God is perfect. He's the only one who's perfect. And one day I have so many questions for God, but I don't know if I, when I saw him, maybe this question is going to disappear because it's not going to matter. Because when you're in the present of, of something great, questions don't matter when you meet the greatness. So we here with me, you ask me all this question. These questions now doesn't matter. What you want is just my present. And I'm here with you trying to explain to you why you ask me. But my belief system is easy. We have a soul, we have a mind, and we have a body. And every day I wake up, my body is decaying. Even though I do Botox, I go to this, I do this, I do that, I don't care. I'm still hurting. My back is hurting like I never hurt before. And every day, you know, I'm trying to not losing muscle. But guess what? We are dying. And, and you look pictures five, ten years ago, five years ago, you see, my God. How he, just, just encourage people, look pictures. Every five years, look pictures. And you're going to see, maybe you don't get older because you have all your, your, your faces. You see Hollywood, the faces, man, full of stuff. But I'm talking about real. And what about the inner man? We have an inner man. But your inner man can be young forever. As matter as how many books you're reading, you have been inspired again, you have another, you, you have a stage of your life, you have the first station, second station, fourth station of your life. I, I talked about journey, my first journey, second journey, third journey. Some people are on the fifth journey in their life, but some people even not, not passing the first journey. And, and the reason why, because they don't understand how it works, their belief system. 
And my belief system is easy. I know my body is dictating. I know my soul. If I, if if my mind, I don't feed my mind, my, my mind will become weak. If I don't train my mind, and how I train my mind, reading good books, listening to great podcasts, you know, being in contact with leaders. I, I want to be, I want to be emerged. You know, I want to be emerged. I want to be soaking in like a meat soaking in and that dressing, just, just reading and listen people. That's how, when I listen to you, when I lo- when I listen to you talking about with, with, with Dr. Albert Bandura, oh my God, man, I want to, I want to shake his hand. What about Nordstrom? Oh my God. I, I I, can, I cannot forget the pe- things that they're saying. And, and if I can go back and, and, and give a tip to someone, I'll pay them to hear them again. So how much value is these things that I'm feeding my mind? That has no price. It's priceless. So, And I know that my spirit will live forever. And I told her, I said, we, got, we were made to live forever, but not in this world that we live in today. Nobody can live forever. You know, some people are working for that, but I don't believe you can live forever. And guess what? Everything has stage of beginning. We have the middle and we have the end. But what about how you can see yourself not ending from today? Because I believe that you can do whatever you want. But look, I still still living. I still still living. How many teachers, Socrates, you know, Plato, this guy is still living through us. So we that the only thing is you cannot kill is, is what inside of me, what's in my, you know, and that can pass along. And that's what we're doing here. This podcast is going to stay for a long time if I'm not here, if you're not here. So my belief system is easier. You have an inner person inside of you and you have to find it and you have to feed them just as you feed your body. God, it's, uh, you know, Peter, I have so much respect for you. Because of um, on the exterior, uh, on the external, you have an incredible craft that you've refined, and you refined it from the inner stability of your belief system, of your um, willingness to get on the edge, and to be afraid, and to figure out courage, and to do that over and over and over again. I have so much respect for you. And the, at the same time, it's it feels deeper than that. It feels like because of your vulnerability and your openness, that there's like so much space in my heart for for you. And so I just want to say thank you for um, sharing and for expressing and being able to be articulate. And I've got this 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 other question about you are you care so much about people and and people doing well in their life. How do you match that? with the violent nature of your sport and the destructive nature of your sport. And how do you match those two or how do those two parts of your, your inner experience work? So I, I, I have a, I have a, I have something that is so simple, symbolic for me. I receive a shirt of a good friend of mine. You know, he's, he's a pastor, young pastor, Stephen Furnick. He sent me this shirt. He said, Victor, is an image of a lamb and a lion. And I love these two animals. They're so they're so unique. The lamb is always willing to die. He's willing to serve. He's he's a very you know very weak and and very vulnerable. And you have a lion. He's he he doesn't share his meal with anyone. He's 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 unique. He's the king. They call him the king of the jungle for a reason. And so we have inside of us. We need to have both. If you feed only the lion 
and you don't have the lamb, you, you're going to be horrible. You're not going to be able to understand that. So I call the difference between a priest and the, and the king. The priest is serving and the king is ruling. And back in the days, the king cannot stay in the castle. The king has to be in the field of battle. So we know that the story of King David, when he was not in the field of battle, the place geographic, the place he's supposed to be, what he did, he committed adultery. He got the wife of his best friend and he's murdered the guy. So, and then we know the story how it ends. So we have, we need to accept that we have this both figure inside of us. We are lion and we are lamb. We are priests and we are, we are kings. So we just need to understand when to become, just to go back to superhero again. It's easy to understand. Clark Kent is very weak and very vulnerable. He's always working and serving. He gives his coffee. He doesn't argue with anyone. So people call him a, a mama's boy. Yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't share. You know, he doesn't care if he loses or he win. He's willing to, 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 to give everything to don't fight. But when he goes to the to, uh, to the telephone booth and put the Superman clothes, man, you don't want to mess with that guy, man. So we got to understand that that balance of life and learning how to become that persona on the moment. So when I'm fighting, I know I, I cannot be the pity man. I cannot. It's time to rule. It's only time for when I say in the first stage of my life was only have place for one. In the second stage of my life, I want everybody to win. I want people to learn with my mistakes, how I can influence the schools, how I can talk to people, how I can connect to the world, how I can learn to this greatest mastery that the world have today. Like before, before I have some, I have some notes. Before I die, I need to meet, I need to meet Dr. Albert Bandura. I need to meet Nor. I want to meet some people. I want to just be able to be around them. Even if I can serve them coffee or a or be a bodyguard. What I, I need to be. I, I need to. I need to be with you. I need to go with you when you're working. I want to be around. I want to see. I want to see the greatest smile of all time. Let's make that happen. You know, let, let, for for sure. Let's make that happen. And so let's talk about your future. And you have the ability for well for a long time. You've had the ability of seeing or having clarity of uh, the, your future. Like you have a vision. And so what is your vision for the next, I don't know, three, five, 10 years? What, what are you seeing for yourself? Uh, right now I have a, I'm, I'm being developed. The, the Belfort Fitness Lifestyle is a, is a fitness program, group class. It's less than an hour, 365 workouts. It's all different. It's based on three elements of fitness, strength, endurance, and power. So I have this gym, you know, it's a franchise. We are starting here in Florida. We're going to go worldwide. And it's amazing. You know, it's just with, it's a hard monitor system. People have technology involved. People can track their progress and low impact. There's no impact at all in the training. So people with, with knee problems, back problems, they can do it. You know, I have so many injuries in my career. So I'm trying to share with people. It's it's how to create a, a, a new lifestyle. So that's I, that's what, how I call say. What's your lifestyle? So I, I don't see like uh, I do a diet or I do this. So I wanna I wanna help people. You know, like another day I was talking to a friend of mine. You know, I have some goals in my life, and this is one of them. 
I want to be able to not just make a lot of money, is not just become very successful. I want success for me is measured by what you do. So example, I'm talking about being moral, okay? Let's go back to moral. What's being moral is is whatever you preach, you do it. So tobacco industry kills so many people today, Wally, you know, every year. So if you own tobacco company, actually you are murdering a lot of people. You know, so every segment today, people be owners of this or that. So I was thinking to myself, if I can own something that can, what the world needs today, they need less stress, they need more peace, inner peace, and they need to have a better lifestyle. So I, I think I have some unique, you know, business concept that I can feed, I can give to people what their money cannot buy. And I, and I have that question I ask people all the time. How much is worth? If you know you're going to die, you know, tomorrow, you know you're going to die tomorrow. And if God comes to you and say, you, you, I, I want to give you 10 more years of your life, how much you pay for it? And I hear everybody asking, asking that question. It's priceless. So imagine that question for Warren Buffett. Imagine that question for Bill Gates, opera. You know, people are living their life. People, they're, they're making impact in the whole world. You know, Elon Musk, you know. So I think it's not just the sense of the world need them, but they need to be here because they don't want to leave. Nobody wants to leave this world. You want to see your grid, your kids get married. You want to see your grand grandkids. You know, so I, I want to collaborate with the, with the world today. It's it's easy to create a lifestyle. It's not hard. It, it's easy. You just you just be willing to to start creating a different way to create your dopamine. You know, instead of looking to a marshmallow or to a cake. You can go inside the gym and work out and create a new lifestyle and create different ways to create the pleasure, the hormones of pleasure. Okay, so there's a gap between your vision, which is impacting the world through a lifestyle uh, training that you want to implement through a franchise model and where you are now. And for many people, that gap is full of anxiety. And there might there's obviously some excitement, but there's an anxiousness and there's a not knowing if that can actually take place. So you've got a whole history of being exceptional in that gap, in that space between knowing and not knowing. And so you know now that you've got an incredible body of work and a track record. You've got a model gym that's working well. And then there's that gap for the future vision. So how do you manage that anxiety between the two? That's that's something that's called the belief. You know, when you believe, when something's working for you, like you can only, I, I believe that we live in a world that today that people are teaching, you know, like I see people are say, don't smoke. And then they, they talk to their kids, no, you, you cannot smoke. And then the first thing they do, they pick up a cigarette and start smoking. You know, you say to your kids, don't say bad word. But the only thing you say, you always say half word in this. So you have to be the only thing you can do things is, is if you can only offer what is working for yourself. So, and so with that being said, so it's, it's learning the craft, then understanding that being vulnerable, studying what's, what the world is accepting today. So today we know that, you know, we, how you create a habit, you know, it's hard to create. We know that it's hard to create a new trigger and three reward, but you can change the routine. So how you create, how you make people think, why people, why people buy stuff, why, so you don't know, but you being wired with marketing, neuroscience is, is all these big companies that, 
you know, they're behind to know how, how, why, why, what you need to do to be you, your product being consumed. So it's funny how the world works. So the biggest sponsor of, of sport is McDonald's and Coca-Cola. They're horrible for your health. You, you're not going to see any doctor prescribing, hey, you have to drink Coca-Cola three times a day. Every time you eat, you have to drink a soda. Oh, you have to stop at McDonald's. But guess what? Athletes, they're getting paid millions of dollars to do uh, merchandise for these companies. And these companies support sports. So it's contradict, it's contradict for what sport preach. Sport, sport preach health. But these products, they, we know there's no health. So how you navigate on the system and, and how you tell the truth without hurting people, but how you can make a change. You can only make a change by you being the change. You can only being, I say, you can only being, that means you have to path, you have to walk the way. You cannot ask a Navy SEAL, you cannot have a Navy SEAL trainer, training Navy SEAL, he never being a Navy SEAL. But you know that guy went through all that and plus. So that's how you're going to become a Navy SEAL if you another Navy SEAL training. It's like getting a guy with a bucket and say, okay, Michael, you're going to fight tomorrow. Getting a guy who never got punched on his face, how he can coach you? How are you going to listen to him? A guy like me, 18 years old, going to fight. Look, everybody was afraid. I knew that my friends never fought in their life. But I, I had a coach that said, go ahead. You're ready. Because I knew he passed the way. So you can only do something you feel paved the way if you went there. And if you don't know, you learn from books, become a great teacher. But it's always to speak the truth. I think it's so true. The truth set you free. You have to be truthful with yourself and with other people. I, I mean, what what you're saying, I'm resonating so deeply with because uh, oftentimes people will say, "Okay, Mike, like you know, I'd, I'd like to work on confidence." No one really likes to say that phrase. I want to work on confidence because there's like this, um, I don't know, image of what somebody who's not confident is supposed to look like. But really, the way that I decode that is, hey, I want to be aggressive in pushing the limits of my um, my life. And I know that when I do that, there's going to be fear that cre creeps up and doubt that creeps up. And I'd like to be better at my uh, ability to be confident. And I know that you have to base confidence on a body of work that's real and things that in your past that are sturdy. So is there, if confidence is a cornerstone for great performance, um, or one of the cornerstones, what can you share with us on how to build confidence? I think it's just, first, it's, it's just realize that, that we are a human being, that we have the fire flight, you know, we, you know, everyone is different, you know, it's, so being brave and being confident, and if I can write, you know, words like being brave, being confident, it's what? It's be able to face your fears and learning just that quote. Learning to love what you're being taught to fear because who taught us to fear? It's, it's what? It's, it's, our, it's our ancestor. You know, they used to run from beasts, go to these caves and so afraid of this big crap animal. So human beings are afraid for nature. When you're a kid, you can, you can tell a kid, the kid, they don't have any fear. I remember I saw my kid picking up his own shit and putting it in his mouth and, and not knowing that it's bad. He was just playing with his own shit. Come on, man. Can you, can you see yourself playing with your own shit? And he was having fun with his own crap. So how come 
how come we become adult human beings and, oh, no, I don't have fear. It's a, such a lie. We all fear. It's not a matter of what you fear. Is are you ready to face that fear? No, I'm not ready. So what I have to do to get ready? That's why I said, Michael, can you help me be more confident? Can you help me to become a better athlete? Because you learn the craft of the mind. Things that I don't know the names, you know all the names. You know, they're called amygdala. You know, we are so afraid. But that's what, that's what's going to make you survive. And that's what's going to make you kill your enemy. And who is your enemy? Your enemy is inside of you called enemy. It's inside of you. It's not outside of the world. Sometimes the enemy is sleeping in your own bed. You cannot sleep. You cannot sleep because your enemy is in your head. So it's you. So you have to learn how to be what? Be a man and say, listen, that whip kid that was taught to fear, I'm going to learn how to, I'm going to teach him to become brave. How? Knowing that I'm afraid and what I have to do to become courageous. And that's how you learn. People are lucky to know you. And, you know, I, I can't wait to figure out how I can support you in the, your, your vision and what the mission that you have to embed lifestyle, a particular lifestyle and way of thinking to become more. And so I know that there's some good stuff for us in the future. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm just excited to hear your passion and to know that it's come from a real place for you. So w with that being said, um, you know, how do you manage? Because I know you work really hard. I know you have an incredible passion. And like those are the makings of grit, right? Like, like you've got this long-term vision. You live with great passion. You work really hard on a regular basis. You're pushing right on the edge of your cap capabilities and capacity. How do you recover? What do you do to recover really well so you can wake up tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow with all the zest and zeal and energy to be great? Uh, that's a great question. I think it's like being, being true of myself. So last night I was, you know, I have a sometimes very hard for me to, to, to put things in paper. I was just talking to you in personal. I say, Michael, I need to learn how to put because my mind is, I'm, I'm so ahead of the game. But sometimes hard for people to to keep to understand what I where I am. So I go to it's very easy for me to go to A to Z, and I I understand that all the crazy people in the world they make it different because they 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 thought of Z before A before the A. So it's not bad. It actually, so it's how to accept that and how to work that. So how to balance that speed mind that I think I have. So I see as a gift. I don't see as a problem. And, 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 I, and I learned. So, for example, last night I was in my bed talking to my wife and trying to put everything and say, this is what I have to do. This, I was already there. I was already 2040. And she said, honey, sit down. You're in 2017. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's focus. What do you have tomorrow? So tomorrow I have I have this podcast at, at, at 1 p.m. with it's gonna be it's gonna be great not just for people it's for me it's great for me it's what what a chance I have okay honey so so but now you have to sleep so get a book get your book and read it so you have to manager understand that what you need nobody has everything so. I love the great mind of people is so uh, the greatest people in the world. They build a team. They call a teamwork. So team is something that you need someone that you don't have. It. So understand that 
I don't have everything to become successful in every career. It doesn't matter what it is. And even raising my children, they're the most important thing with me. So my, my, the key, if I could, could appoint from one people, is like people got it. You, I, I want to be emerged. If you, if, I, if you can listen to me and, and give me a present, I want to be emerged with greatness. So I need people. Relationship is the key for success in your life. Whatever you want in your life, you cannot. But also, that being said, what you need, you need to learn being by yourself, you and yourself, learning to what have what solitude is different than being being alone, being lonely. You need to learn how to know yourself, being aware of your breath, being aware of the moment. You know, create a, a moment of of meditation of you with you and said where I'm going, where is my goal, and start writing things that can make an impact not just in your life but the life of people that you love, people that you can you can make a change forever. So that's being my main goal if, if, is to be in that moment, you know, be merged with greatness, with people, learn, you know, have, I wish I could go back to school again and, and just go back and enroll myself with my kid and just go back again, do it again, do one more journey. But guess what? Maybe I already have that journey. Now it's time to do another thing. So it's just, be able to be ready for what's next. Mm, yeah, brilliant. And do you have a meditation practice? And what does it look like if you do? You know, it's I I, I love to pray and read the Bible and 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 have a moment and this just being there in the moment, learning. I'm learning to be more doing the the mindfulness and listen and reading books and learning how to create your breath and pay attention. I did a lot. I did a lot. But it's funny how when you work so hard for something, you don't need to work so hard. It's just right there. It's right there in the moment. So I'm learning to be aware of the moment of I don't need to work that hard just to be aware of my breath. That God is so close to me that I don't need to jump or scream loud. I think when I'm when I when I have these moments that learning that God is right there and I just have to quiet my mind and and be there in the moment. I think that's that's the best moment of our life, you know. Just be be aware of you. Golly. Okay, Vitor. How, in your words, how do you define or articulate mastery? A mastery is something that uh, you you can only achieve mastery like if you become emerge and and you drink from the fountain, like. I can see mastery is when Jesus offered a woman the drink from, you know, if you if you drink from my well, you never be thirsty again. And, and that thing is so powerful because he was not talking about the thirsty of the flesh. He's talking about the thirsty of the soul. And and, and if you drink from this fountain, that means that the, the word drinking is like not is not momentarily, not just right now. It's something that you have to do basically daily drink from the fountain of what of, of 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 being there you know living what you preach be aware don't be a hypocrite you know don't be self don't be just yourself you know be aware of to be able to share you cannot keep to yourself and sometimes you know our, our bank account you know things that we like you, you always trying to keep for ourselves you know we're trying to control 
But these things you you don't need to. The more you give, the more you have. I think that's what it is. Mastery is the more you give, the more you have. It, it's opposite the financial world because mastery is something that is inside of you. It's not outside. Okay. Vitor, I know that people that um, weren't familiar with your um, your first craft of uh, the fight game and mixed martial arts are going to look you up and take a look. And I bet people are going to just absolutely fall in love with you. So um, where can people find you? What's the best way to be connected? Whew. The best way, I think, is... I cannot give my private song. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. <laughs> no, social but I media. Wish. Social media. Yeah. What's the yeah. best ways? The great minds, you know, just just contact, you know, the social media is, is, v, is at Vito Belfort, you know, my Instagram and my Twitter. And I have, uh, I have an email that, you know, I have a per, my personal assistant. His name is Gustavo. He received it. It's called Contato. It's, C-O, C-O-N-T-A-T-O at VitorBelfort.com. So you can email there. His name is Gustavo. Yeah, you are a blast to follow on social because um, it's so obvious what you care about. Your family, loved ones, working hard and uh, doing good for the world. So that's a really fun – Vitor, V-I-T-O-R, Belfort, B-E-L-F-O-R-T. And yeah. that, that's the Instagram and Twitter accounts. Uh, so, I, Vitor, thank you. <laughs> like, oh, really, thank you. It's so sad to hang up, man, because it's so good. To, I just love your questions. You know, you're, I'm just writing down your questions here. I'm writing down, you know, it's, uh, I call it the golden circle. You know, you can see, you know, it's funny. It's what, how, and why. But, you know, in, in, I'm just going to add one more. You know, my golden circle is, you know what, how, and why, and where, because this this question is so simple, but it's so profound. Yeah, you. Um, I love it, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Brilliant. You're a brilliant man, and I hope people get exposed to what you're doing. And I wish you the best in in every way, uh, for sure. And for those that are new to this podcast, thank you. And Vitor's, um, you can find him on social media using his name. And then for those who um, I have been around for a long time. Thank you for listening and contributing. And thank you for writing reviews. If you haven't yet, please do so. And you can also find me on social media at Michael Gervais Twitter and at Finding Mastery on social media on Instagram. And then um, Vitor, like, let's do this again. I've got about 20 more questions I want to ask you. And so <clears throat> let's find a time to do this again at some point. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. For sure, my man. Thank you very much, Michael, for what you contribute to the human the human beings. You're doing an amazing job, man. You're changing the world, man. Oh, you know, um, we're just trying to figure it out, aren't we? So, again, all the best to you. Amen. Take care, guys. Okay. Thank you so much for diving into another episode of Finding Mastery with us. Our team loves creating this podcast and sharing these conversations with you. We really appreciate you being part of this community. And if you're enjoying the show, the easiest no-cost way to support is to hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening. 
Also, if you haven't already, please consider dropping us a review on Apple or Spotify. We are incredibly grateful for the support and feedback. If you're looking for even more insights, we have a newsletter we send out every Wednesday. Punch over to findingmastery.com slash newsletter to sign up. This show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, and we take our recommendations seriously. And the team is very thoughtful about making sure we love and endorse every product you hear on the show. If you want to check out any of our sponsor offers you heard about in this episode, you can find those deals at findingmastery.com slash sponsors. And remember, no one does it alone. The door here at Finding Mastery is always open to those looking to explore the edges and the reaches of their potential so that they can help others do the same. So join our community, share your favorite episode with a friend, and let us know how we can continue to show up for you. Lastly, as a quick reminder, information in this podcast and from any material on the Finding Mastery website and social channels is for information purposes only. If you're looking for meaningful support, which we all need, one of the best things you can do is to talk to a licensed professional. So seek assistance from your healthcare providers. Again, a sincere thank you for listening. Until next episode, be well, think well, and keep exploring.